Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Morale Booster with John Ugulu. The Morale Booster is a platform for entrepreneurs, career professionals, leaders, and the general public to give back to the society through coaching and mentoring. Experience, they say, is the best teacher. And this program is sponsored by Main Seed Consulting Group, LLC. Uh, they are the organizers of the Main Seed Mastermind Summit. And for bookings, adverts, or sponsorship inquiries, please send an email to john at mainseedconsulting.com. We will have our contact details displayed for you on the screen. So if there's anybody out there who can hear me, I want you to please type, I can hear you. I just want to be sure I am not speaking to myself, although we are used to talking to ourselves anyway. So if you can hear me, please type, I can hear you. Let's see. Okay. I see people joining. Oh, yes. Let's see. All right. So before I introduce our guest for today, I want you to please like and share this video. It's a, a beautiful afternoon here. So I would say good afternoon, good morning, good evening to everybody watching from all over the world. It's a beautiful day. We have a very um, interesting guest today, an influential lady. So before I introduce her, I want you to please like and share this broadcast because you might just be saving the life of that one person who has been waiting for a lifetime to hear this message, like and share. So ladies and gentlemen, today I have a powerful woman. Uh, her name is Shannon Carafanda. Shannon is a professional holy mischief maker. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she helps other people engage in the mysterious disruption of love in action. It is her deepest desire to collaborate with others to become all that God has created and calls us to be while we transform the world. Mm. She currently does that as the executive pastor at Peachtree City United Methodist Church and through the John Maxwell team as a coach, trainer, and speaker. She has been leading effectively for over 20 years in leadership development, public speaking, reaching the next generation, and training. Prior to her ministry work, she worked as a consultant and system analyst for Price Waterhouse, Equitable Real Estate, Land and Lease, IBM, and Coca-Cola. These experiences were a great foundation for the administrative task of ministry, as well as the systems needed for growth in religious organization. A doctoral research on growth mindset in transformation leadership shows how an organization's or an individual's mindset can be a catalyst for growth and success. He's currently the chair of NGUMC, Order of Deacons, 
a safe sanctuaries trainer and a facilitator of the NGUMC Next Leadership Training. She has skills in team building, leadership development, discipleship training, coaching, and public speaking. Shannon recently started a movement of holy mischief. You can find out more on her website, which is uh, shannoncarafanda.com. We will display that website for you. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want you all to please join me as I welcome to this great stage, Shannon Carafanda. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> Thank you, John. It sounds so much better when you read it. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I'm going to play that back in my head next time I read it. Because oh, that, okay. sounds, that sounds pretty amazing. I don't know who oh. that is, but that sounds really good. Wow, wow, wow. You, you've got a large portfolio, and I really do admire your achievements, your accomplishments. You know, I, I, I really see you as a leader, someone whose attributes, qualities are worthy of emulation. So thank you so much, Shannon, for joining me on the program. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So Shannon, now I know a lot of people out there are wondering, when you say you are a professional holy mischief maker, <laughs> can you please throw more light on that? Can you please tell us? Yeah, what I mean, I say those words and people go, ooh, what is that? I want to do it. And they don't even know what it is yet. And so I think that that is amazing and fascinating. So let me tell you a little bit about the story about how that term kind of came to be part of my brand. Um, when I had just become ordained as a United Methodist minister, uh, I was starting a brand new church with a colleague. Um, he was the lead pastor. I was the associate pastor. And we wanted this new church to be something where people knew us because of the, the fun and loving things that we did in the community with no strings attached. We wanted to go and give out water on a hot day, no right. strings attached. We wanted to buy people's gas just because we loved them. We wanted to plant flowers and create gardens and just make the world a loving, better place. Um, and so we started doing that before we even started worship services. We were doing monthly acts of kindness in the community. Um, we called them AOK -okay projects because they were acts of kindness. And when okay. you do an AOK -okay project, everything is AOK. -okay. Um, so we loved it and thought it was amazing. Um, unfortunately, one week before we were to launch our public worship services, that colleague passed away. Oh, and uh, it it wrecked me. It wrecked. Uh, we were grieving for quite some time. Um, and yet those active kindness projects kind of dug into my soul and I couldn't let go of them. Oh. Um, fast forward several years and um, I'm working at another church and a colleague emails me and says, I'm trying to get some of the mischief makers of the conference together to do some mission work. Now he says he called me a troublemaker, not a mission, not a mischief maker, but I heard mischief maker. And from then on, I started using the hashtag holy mischief whenever I did some sort of act of kindness or mission. Um, and then several years later, um, I was talking to my district superintendent saying, Hey, I feel called to start something new, but I, I don't feel called to start a church. And she said, well, 
you could start a movement. And I said, no, I'm not, no, that sounds like a cult. I would never, why would I do that? Um, and, and she said, well, just think about it. You know, there's something to that holy mischief. And so I prayed about it for several days and God clearly showed me that Methodism as well as Christianity all started as movements. And that as long as this was about other people and about transforming the world and not about individuals, then it shouldn't be icky. It should be life-giving and inspirational. And so that's where Holy Mischief really kind of started and took off. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, it's, it's important to understand the difference, like you said, between that movement and having a cult. So yeah. would, you like to, would you like to just help us differentiate both of them? Yeah, yeah well, um, you know, it's one of those things, most people kind of know cults when they see them. Um, and unfortunately they know them by how people that are in those act. Right. So, um, you know, a movement is about other people. It's inspirational. It's life giving. It's not life draining. A, a cult can be life taking and life draining. Um, and and I would also say that um, a movement is something that is transformative in a way that brings more life and love into the world. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. That's good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So how have you been doing, you know, in the ministry? How have you been uh, <sighs> managing mm. the, the ministry work and family life? Oh, okay. Well, that's a different question than how am I maintaining in the ministry right now? Because uh, pandemic life is hard on everybody. Right. Uh, so let me just talk about ministry and, and life balance um, a little bit. Okay. Um, it's always, always hard. And, um, but, but one of the things that helped me put, put life balance into perspective, um, was when I was uh, doing a retreat with someone who, um, who talks about being off balance on purpose. Right. And he said, you know, when you're riding a bicycle, he's a unicycle rider. And he said, you don't ever balance on a unicycle. You're always leaning one way or the other, and it's those leans in each direction that keep you on looking like you're on balance, but you're never right. really balanced. Right. And, and I went, oh, right. Like I, you're never fully balanced. You're always leaning in a little bit more to family life or leaning it a little bit more to work life, and knowing that I'm just continuously trying to balance um, is actually less exhausting than trying to balance. Right, 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 right. That makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Thank you for that. You know, a lot of people think that as ministers, as preachers, you know, you, you, you are so strong that you don't even have your personal challenges. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, <laughs> you know, so how do you, how do you handle that? Because people don't, a lot of people don't understand that even those who are helping us transition from where we are to where we want to be, they also need some form mm. of coaching. They also need some form of counseling, etc. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's an excellent question. Um, 
I, I try to be transparent without oversharing and okay. let people know, you know, I do have a counselor that I go to at least once a month. Right. Um, and if I didn't have her, I would really be lost. Um, she helps me not only mentally, but spiritually um, and helps me focus really on some good self-care that um, is if if I were trying to do that on my own would seem selfish. Um, but it's probably the most selfless thing I can do, because if I'm not healthy, I cannot help other people. That's true. Um, also on the on the holy mischief group that I have on Facebook, we do a weekly check in. Like, how are you doing between one and ten? And um, often people will ask me, well, how are you doing? And um, some days I answer and say, you know, hey, it's it's a ten this week. And it's great. And some days I'll say, I'll be honest, it's a three. This is a hard week, and right. um, here's where I can use some prayer. Um, so I think being transparent, but also letting people know it's okay to not be okay. Right. But it's not okay to stay that way and to That's ask true. for help. That's true. I always advocate for that. Thank you for, you know, reminding us. We need these reminders on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Yeah. And to let people know that others are doing that. It, it, you're yeah. not alone in seeking self-care. That's, that's that's a normal that should be a normal thing people do so if you if you are listening to this program via podcast or watching via youtube and facebook shannon just reiterated the importance of self-care so take note of that please remember like and share this broadcast because there's somebody out there who needs to hear this message so shannon now that takes me to the next question i see you've worked in uh, corporate America before you worked with uh, some great companies. So how did you, how did you, what challenges did you face while transitioning from being an employee to having your own business? Who, um, well, so it, it was frustrating at first. I'll say that, um, especially going from larger corporations that had a lot of resources right. to um, churches that um, were trying to sort of get into new technologies and move into some new innovations. When I started in ministry, um, I had been used to having a, a phone that had voicemail. I yeah. was used to using email. I was used to searching websites and I started at a church that didn't have voicemail um that rarely checked email and um did not have a website and okay. uh, you know i i keep saying you know the church is kind of trying to catch up to the 70s in some cases um and sometimes that's the 1870s um you know we we are at a tradition that is steeped in um you know two millennia of um of different traditions of worshiping and being a community together. Um, right. And sometimes we don't always catch up with the way new technology goes. Now, the pandemic has sped that up a great amount because we've had to use the technology to be connected with one another. Um, right. So I kind of felt like I was always pushing innovation. Um, I don't feel like I'm having to do that right now. And uh, that's it's kind of a breath of fresh air. <laughs> I can imagine that. I can imagine. You know, it, it can only get better. That's just the truth. Once the once the mind is made up to get something done, then you are you become unstoppable. 
Mm, amen. All right. That's what Lewis Pugh said. Lewis Pugh said, there's nothing more powerful than a made-up mind. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Now, so um, now the pandemic has really affected everything. Mm -hmm. It affected businesses, you know, even lifestyle. So what's your advice for people? Because right now, so many marriages are breaking up. Mm -hmm. You know, the level of depression has increased. The level of domestic violence has increased. Even the level of hunger has increased. What's your advice for people out there as a minister of God? So I tell people to lean into the spiritual disciplines. Whatever it is that helps you stay healthy spiritually, um, or connected to your beliefs, whatever those are, those are the things that get you through it to whatever the next thing is. Um, so if you, people who had very strong prayer lives, who had a sense of um, community and connection within their family, um, who knew their neighbors and were able to check in on their neighbors, people who had those healthy spiritual disciplines, I'm not saying it was easy for them, right. but they have fared better during the pandemic. Um, and if you're one of those people where you haven't been faring well during this time, um, there's a couple of things that I would recommend. Um, I'm a big believer in positive psychology. So I would tell people every day, write down three things you're grateful for. And it might be a struggle a few times to write down something different than the day before. But once you start looking for the things that are good in the world, you can't help but not see them. They're, they really are everywhere. And so looking for those things will help to brighten your, brighten your day. And then the other thing is I will, would try to find um, a way to have a greater sense of community. Um, and it, that might be a scary step for some people. It might, it might mean um, trying to find a place or introduce yourself to some new people and put your put yourself at risk because you're going to be vulnerable in those moments. Right. But finding those connections in those groups, um, and those can be in person or online, I think um, are going to be really key moving forward. Okay, that was great. You you give us three three powerful points here, and I want my listeners to please pay attention to this because you might feel you were not impacted one way or the other, but trust me, there's someone around you mm. who was impacted. And you need to you need to please share this or these messages and these tips with them. So the first thing you talked about, you said they should lean into spiritual disciplines. Right. That is very important. You also talked about on a daily basis writing down at least three things that we are grateful for. And the third one you talked about is networking in general, belonging to a group where, you know, a group of like-minded individuals, a community where you can grow and have people with like minds. Those are three very important points you have uh, given us here. Now, when it comes to writing down things that we are grateful for, mm -hmm. that has really worked for me. Because by default, the human nature is always 
wanting to focus on those terrible things that have happened. Right. So not until you learn to change the narrative, change the trajectory, you would constantly always focus on the terrible or the bad things. So if we learn to always focus on writing down those three, at least three things that we are grateful for, it will definitely change our mindset. Thank you so much for that. I don't know if you have any coaching program for people who might want to seek help from your ministry, Shannon. Yeah, I do some coaching on the side. Um, I do a lot of coaching for um, our, our conference when people, a, a new pastor comes into the conference or something like that. Um, but yeah, if anyone wants to contact me, I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. Oh, okay. Okay, that's great. So now, I know so many people out there who want to become business owners. And they have one or two limiting beliefs. They, they're not happy with their current jobs, but they, they wake up every day having some struggles, having some fear, transitioning from where they are to where they want to be. So what's your advice for those people regarding those limiting beliefs that are stopping them from achieving their dreams? Yeah. Um, so I think every single person struggles with that. Um, and I actually did a sermon about that actually fairly recently about imposter syndrome and how we all feel at some point in time in our lives like, oh, I'm an imposter. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't. I shouldn't start my own business because there's already too many and they, they fail. And um, that negative self-talk plays on a loop in our heads. Right. But the reality is we're all imposters anyway. No one has ever done this job in ministry that I'm doing right now in any point in time ever. There's never been a pandemic where a female United Methodist um, can uh, lead through the type of technology that I've been using um, ever. Right. So I am, I'm an imposter. And you know what, that's okay. Um, if you look at biblical examples or other historical examples, everybody who's done something noteworthy has been some sort of imposter. Right, right, right. So basically it is, it is okay and normal for people to have limiting beliefs. So, but what matters most is for one to be able to rise above those limiting beliefs and take action towards making their dreams become a reality. Am I right? Absolutely. And that negative self-talk that you play, remember that's just coming from you. Yes. That's not coming from somebody else. That's a story you're, you're telling yourself. That's true. That's true. No wonder they say fear means false evidence appearing real mm. yes mm -hmm. yep. so so basically it's all about our thought process so whether we think we can do it or whether we think we cannot do it it's up to us right right and uh, i you know i'll talk to people who will say well how do i know if that that sense of negativity is from god and I'll say, God will never be telling you something that is not life-giving. So if the thing that you're called to do is life-giving, then that negative self-talk is 
is not from God, that that is, that's you telling yourself something that is not true. It's a lie. That's true. I like that. <laughs> that's true. God will never encourage us or want us to do something that would not bring out the best out of us. Absolutely. That's true. So thank you for that. Now, um, let's go back to the holy mischief maker. How can people become part of that movement? Well, um, my website has some links to the Facebook groups and uh, a blog blog posts that kind of walk you through the different parts of that. But really the best thing to do uh, if you're on Facebook is to join that group. And we do challenges every week that will kind of encourage you and keep you going with that. Um, but you don't really even have to do that. Honestly, think of one act of kindness that you can do today to share love with somebody. And it could seriously be as simple and as easy as texting someone you haven't texted in a while or texting someone that you know is going through a rough time and just say, hey, I'm thinking about you. It's those little disruptions that cause people to stop and reframe what they're thinking. Um, so I, I, there have been people throughout the pandemic who I know have been really struggling with things. Right. And sometimes it's just a phone call, a text message, um, or you know, a funny meme that you text to somebody that just kind of shakes them out of that routine of negativity um, and depression and anxiety it, even if it's just for a moment, you never know. I mean, you've been asking people to like and share. You never know when there's that one thing that you share with someone that makes the difference for them that day. Absolutely. That's true. You know, I, I, I have come to really understand the importance of sharing because whatever doesn't resonate with you today would resonate with someone on the other side. Mm. So, yes. So you said, think of one act of kindness to do today and do it. So for those who are listening, Shannon has advised us to always think of an act of kindness to do, no matter how small, no matter how little that is. Because you could just be saving the life of somebody just by saying, I love you. Or just you by could. saying, yes. And, and it could be that it's a total stranger that yeah. even if you're both wearing masks, that you look them in the eye in the grocery store with that smile in your eyes yes. and they feel seen. Right. We're going yeah. through life with all of these masks and, and that keeps people safe. And we should continue to do that until we're told otherwise. But we also aren't looking at each other when we're passing each other. Yes. And when you don't see someone's eyes, um, that it, it triggers this connection when you look someone in the eyes. Right. So just look in the, look them in the eyes and smile. Right. That's a good one. That's, that's good therapy. You know, this is smiling is good therapy. So just one act of kindness, at least every day, every day of your life. No one is saying, give money to people every day. Just a simple, you, you, you're beautiful. You're handsome. You're cute. I love you. You're kind. Just one act of kindness. Nothing is too little because we are going through tough times right now. Tough times. So the little we can do to help one another, to help the community, means a lot. Am I right, Shannon? Absolutely. I had a friend today who posted on her Facebook page 
that we should normalize telling our friends we love them. Yes. Yes. That's a good one. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. All right. So now how can people find you? Okay. You have your website, shannoncarafanda.com. What social media platforms are you uh, active on? I am on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and somewhat on TikTok, which is really okay. fun. Okay. I enjoy TikTok videos. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Um, if Carafonda is too difficult to spell, which I totally agree it probably is. It's all A's, by the way. Um, <laughs> holymischief.net will also redirect you to shannoncarafonda.com. Okay, holy mischief. Okay, dot net. All right, guys. That's the website on the screen. Is that correct? That is it. Awesome. That's great. So now, how how often do you hold your service, your church service? Oh, okay. So we have on Sunday mornings um, two in-person services right now and one online worship service. Okay. All right. So right now the world is gradually transitioning from brick and mortar to click and order. And I know that has impacted the ministry as well, one way or the other. So what are you doing to restore things? Well, so we're moving into sort of this hybrid model of online uh, connection as well as in-person connection. Um, a lot of our groups that were operating on Zoom during shutdown um, have started to meet in person again, but okay. every single one of them meets in person with a Zoom option because what they're okay. discovering is that even if um, everyone's fully vaccinated, we, there's always someone who's either had a, a hip replacement or is traveling for business or is on vacation, but still really wants that connection. So we're seeing a lot of this hybrid model for some of our small groups. Um, we also launched in our church a Facebook group just for the church. Okay. What we were finding is, you know, that the Facebook page was a great place to share our stream and to, to share some wisdom, but it wasn't necessarily engaging. And so that okay. that that separate group we have discovered has been a place to continue the conversation from the message on Sunday morning. Um, and it's, I've noticed that throughout several Facebook groups. Um, the Holy Mischief group is one of those where we've got people from 10 different countries um, and 900 people who are on that group. And every week they're doing something to make the world a better place. And sometimes it's big things like I'm going to buy lunch for every single uh, worker at the hospital. And right. sometimes it's, I'm going to put a sticky note on my neighbor's mailbox. Oh, okay. That's great. That's great. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, adding value is what we need in life. It is paramount. And thank you so much for all you do for the Christian community. Thank you so much for all you do right now for the internet, the net, you know, the, <laughs> the social media community. You're doing a great job. They I say, want social media to be a place that is life-giving and not life-taking. Absolutely. And, um, so the more 
happiness. I can. We need puppies and kittens on Facebook again. Like, like let's make it nice and and um, not necessarily easy. Like, I think there are times when we should challenge one another so that we can become better people. Right. Um, so when things happen either in America or worldwide, where we need to start thinking more deeply, I don't think Facebook is necessarily the place where that conversation needs to finish out, but it's, it's okay to start that way. It's okay right. to start that and say, you know what? I think this is wrong and that justice needs to be served. Absolutely. That's good. That's a great one. And, and it will, it will, it will happen. It's a gradual process. We will get there. You know, it's a global village right now. So we can network, we can do all sorts of things on the internet, but it's up to everyone to make sure we use it to add value to mm. other people's lives. Thank you so much for that. So um, Shannon, just uh, for a closing remark, can you please tell my listeners out there how to stay focused and be hopeful that things will get better just in a few words mm, well we... I've, I've already said look for the good things in the world because they're there um and they're powerful and the more you look for them the more you'll find right. but um i'll also say this and this is just very basic take care of yourself your mind your body your spirit get get a good night's sleep um, eat right if you are able to get healthy food. Um, take advantage of that and um, just listen to that still small voice of God or you know what however you believe, um, listen for what God is calling you to be because you are unique. And the world doesn't need a, a copy of anybody else. They need you. Right. So be you. Right. Be you. I love that. So Shannon just encouraged us to take care of ourselves. It is very important. When they say take care of yourself, doesn't mean you should be selfish. <laughs> take care of yourself. Eat right. You know, get enough sleep. Listen to that inner voice always listen to that inner voice and be you. Thank you so much, Shannon. Those are good points. And to all my listeners, those who are listening via podcast, those who are watching via Facebook and YouTube, we're not asking you for much. Just like and share this broadcast because you might just be saving the life of that one person who has been waiting for a lifetime to hear these words of encouragement. Mm -hmm. One good thing every day will put you in the good list. All right? Whatever you want in life is achievable. All you need to do is to put your mind towards it and do the needful. Louis Pugh said, there is nothing more powerful than a made-up mind. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for the comments. I see some comments here. Thank you. All right. So for those who would be watching the replay, please remember to write hashtag replay. That way 
we would know how to respond to your questions. All right. Thank you, Shannon. Until next time, let's Thank all you, have a beautiful weekend. Talk to you soon, Shannon. God bless you. Bye, bless everybody. You. Yeah.